How's it South Africa? And thanks for listening to the country's most downloaded farmers podcast. Welcome to episode 217 powered by Netbank. I'm your host Dawn Numdu. Now in this edition we're joined once again by Maluta Nechaula, agricultural economist and banker at Netbank. This time around we're focusing on stepping into the headwinds impacting agriculture in Mzanzi. Think beyond traditional business banking. Think bigger. A banking partner that helps grow your agribusiness. Think Netbank Commercial Banking. Welcome back to Farmers Inside Track Maluta. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with me. First episode for the new year, and I'm really excited to have you back. How have you been? Oh, Don, I'm so good. Just came off leave. Eh? I've got so much energy, energy for days. Hopefully you'll be able to contain my energy. Eh? Happy to be here. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm so glad <laughs> that you have all of this energy for the new year and that things will be absolutely amazing on your side and all the great work that you guys are doing. And maybe just a short recap, you know, if you'll indulge me for a moment, just to talk over some of the topics that we discussed and maybe just to focus on also just your outlook for the new year. I think if I can just do like high level in terms of our campaign, which we came to you guys as a partner on to be able to bring this to our clients in the market, agri sector as a whole. The theme is around the future of agriculture is already here. And there we're trying to celebrate the sector in terms of our farmers, the value chain, um, support sectors, etc but also highlight some key elements, you know, within the sector in terms of the trends and new players and everyone that's sort of pitching in to make the sector better. So that's why we're saying that the future is already here, especially for those that are not aware of the advancement, the rapid advancement in the sector, in so far as technology and innovation and resourcefulness within the sector. Even farmers themselves, you know, you find that these farmers maybe that have been doing things like in a very basic form, uh, but due to a lack of information in terms of what is out there, things that can improve their efficiency, their productivity, and as a result, their profitability. So that is the sector. So it's trying to highlight the sector, what's happening, bring people into our confidence in terms of us as being role players in the sector from a financial side, financial sector side, because we do have sort of connections with like people like yourself, as journalists in Food from Zanzi, government throughout discussion with blended finance and whatever, community associations, the work they do for farmers, etc. And then the list goes on. So we're just taking it from that perspective as a financial sector to say we appreciate the sector, what's going on, and then we also appreciate all those that are involved to make the sector go forward. There's a very nice quote from John Deere. I don't know if it's their motto these days, that one that says, we run so the life can leap forward. So we're just trying to appreciate in terms of what these companies are doing in terms of innovation so that in terms of the future, we can see a future that is something that we all want in terms of food security, job creation, economic growth, etc. No, definitely. We're so appreciative of your role within the sector as well. Thank you so much just for that overview. But maybe you can also talk more specifically about the challenges or headwinds that have impacted agriculture or the agricultural sector as a whole last year in 2022 and some of your expectations for the new year. Yeah, but Don, what didn't happen last year? Hey? I mean, anything that could possibly happen happened in terms of our infrastructure with the ports, the inefficiencies, the floods we had in KZN, the electricity went crazy. 
it still is water became an issue in the Eastern Cape and in other parts of the country. Biosecurity, if we're talking food and mouth disease, false scalding mouth, black spots, all these things, climate change, some areas not receiving rain, I think Northern Cape, all those areas. Whilst the rest of the country was receiving good rains and was considered as a La Nina event and all that, but the whistle some parts of the country where they were not receiving anything. And then market access, supply chain issues because of the Eastern Europe conflict is an issue. And then we've got this latest one with the EU imposing some strict regulation on our export horticulture, especially on the citrus side in terms of increased cold storage, which is the very crazy cost implications for the sector. So that's just in a nutshell in terms of the headwinds that sort of befell the sector in 2022. We still have those in 2023. Without sounding too sad about what we've been through and all the challenges that we've had, how can we possibly overcome these challenges and have a bit of a more optimistic outlook in terms of partnerships that NetBank has formed to assist farmers and the sector to overcome these challenges? Not worth saying or anything like that because it's more about one needs to go back to the basics, understand in terms of we cannot do things on our own. That's where partnership come into play. But then even before that, at a farm level, what are our farmers doing to make sure that they stay resilient, keep producing? There's also an article, Food from Zanzi, you did like with profiling what small-scale farmers are going through with load shedding and some are saying to them they're having to change how they irrigate, how they produce, how they sell their produce. So farmers are always thinking, they're not just like sitting ducks, you know, in terms of their operation because they are business people, they need to be resourceful. But then again, when it comes to partnerships, government, the relationship with the industry as a whole, the other through industry bodies like AgriSA or AgBees or whoever, there needs to be that continuous engagement and then resolutions of issues, either if it is they are from within the country, if it's electricity, water, or if it's export-related access to markets or some of the issues like the one that I mentioned with EU imposition of those strict regulation, etc. And from the NetBank side, we sort of taking the same stance in terms of partnerships. We realize that we have not done so well in certain areas simply because of that silo mentality. I want you to do things your own, be ahead of the game or whatever. But some of the things, you need partners, partners that are where you can leverage off each other's capabilities and expertise, etc. Like, for example, transformation, which is a serious topic, especially in South Africa. We sort of looked into the sector, into the country in terms of who's doing what, and then until we identified a company, which you know, SA Pals down in the Wittenberg area, who's doing phenomenal work in so far as transformation is concerned, bringing both commercial farmers and emerging farmers, or even their farm workers for that matter, empowering them so that they become to be part of the sector, making sure they become owners and business people and etc. etc. So that's the partnership that we have for transformation. We also have other partnerships in terms of Our partnerships are influenced or informed that the challenges the sector is going through, like, for example, water, or a partnership with a company that is in the irrigation space. I can't really mention it for now because we're still piloting that solution with that partner. 
So it's one of the big irrigation center pivot players. So we've got the solution that we've put together with them, co-created, and then now we're going to launch it together to the market. And then we'll also have a company that looks at renewable energy, alternative energy. And that's also one that is also in the works where this company provide advice. Because the most important thing when it comes to uh, clients making these decisions, by the time they reach out, they've already thought about it and come to a conclusion that this is something that they need to bring into their businesses so that for its survival. So when they come to us, we just need to make sure that we give them the right information so that by the time they decide to go through with it, they've got all the information they need to make an informed decision. So this company that we sort of have partnered with for this renewable energy solution is able to provide advice, energy audits, provide in terms of what the client would need in terms of site inspection and all those things and give quotes in terms of what the client might need. Not going guns blazing from the get-go, but do it in, in phases. So that is also quite soft on the client's pocket, especially in agriculture. I mean, the margins are quite thin. So you don't want to overcapitalize our clients and then they've got this cool thing, but then they are struggling from an operation perspective because all this money uh, that they are making is going towards paying this debt that as a result of this new solution they've put onto their farms. And then we also have other partnerships in terms of uh, market access internationally and even within the country, making sure that our farmers, if they're looking for new markets or new partners in terms of marketing, like that company is called Opportunity Networks. It helps if you want to export into Europe, then they're able to match you with another partner that side that will be able to take on your produce and at reasonable or even fair prices, etc. So you can build that network globally with your market. That's just in a nutshell in terms of what the partnerships at Snedbank from an agriculture perspective, we are putting to be able to support our sector to become resilient and profitable. I think at Food Form Zanzi, we're very familiar with the work that SA Pulse is doing. I mean, I had a great chat with Lennox Plykis about that initiative, and it's so amazing just to hear you talk so positively about the work that they're doing and how it's advancing the sector in terms of transformation and that vital partnership between new up-and-coming farmers and the commercial sector as well. Thanks so much for mentioning that. And then, of course, putting in place the more sustainable methods to be able to support farmers to deal with the energy crisis and all the funding that needs to go into that. I think you've said a lot and there's so much to say on it, but maybe just in the interest of time and moving towards more the export markets and how that behaved during you know, 2022, maybe if you can just touch very briefly on that as we wrap up. I know the best performance because that sector has got so much potential. If you look at the citrus industry there, there was issues there in terms of the export market, uh, reduced production, lower prices, and all these regulations and all these things that has really put, put a damp in that sector in terms of the focus and the performance thereof. And then if you look at the wine sector, I mean, I don't know if you attended the Green Pro Information Day, I couldn't make it, but what I've read there is that they were talking about the issues they've had in terms of low production and, and all those things. Table grapes, same thing. They've got issues there as well. Then they've we've got issues with macadamias, with avocados, other sectors that avocados and citrus, max grapes. And then the other one, obviously, is not really export. Well, that I should have mentioned as well, which we don't want to leave out. The poultry side, we don't really export much, but there's issues there as well that are coming through. 
the livestock as well in terms of the food and mouth disease and these biosecurity issues that keep on creeping up. There's damage that has been done there, our reputation in the export market, especially in, in Africa, because we support a lot of our livestock to Africa. So this stop start always banning the export in terms of wool and, and beef and all those things, not being able to push them up into other countries is really putting quite a bad picture in terms of the performance of our sector. So those are some of the things that we are seeing in terms of what's happening in the export space through the tree crops as well as the livestock. That's a bit of a concern. And, and I think at least now with this new biosecurity hub that has been put up by government in partnership with the private sector, at least we will start to see that this monitoring and reaction to these things and even preventing these things from happening going forward. I think that will help uh, the sector a great deal. Maluta, as always, it's a great pleasure to chat to you. And if we could just maybe leave our listeners with, you know, some positive outlooks, you know, for 2023, especially the newbies in the sector and the newly commercialized farmers, what would you say to them, you know, to overcome the continuous challenges, but also just keep a positive mindset? I think in terms of looking forward, I think there's a lot to be proud about in terms of from the sector side. You know, we're receiving very good rains, which is which bodes very well for the sector. But, you know, in the sector, too much of anything is not, is, is not good. So let's hope the rains will remain calm and not result in water logging or flooding and all those other things for our farmers. And, and yes, the prices as well must remain, seems to be quite supportive, especially on the grain side. So I think that's something that we can look forward to. And another thing is that the more our farmers know what's going on in terms of the sector developments, who's in the zoo, the new players, even the old players that are doing things differently, there's some corps that are seems to be breaking the mold, which is very exciting to see from the Western Cape, that is. So it's, it's interesting. It's quite important that farmers need to know what's going on. You know, reading what's happening in the news, what's happening in terms of new stories, feel-good stories coming from the sector. Because that's what it does. It motivates people to not be down all the time, say, oh, government this, government that, you know. We're learning quite quickly for us to be able to succeed and to be happy. You need to learn to do things on your own. And as well as find other people's like-minded people to work with you, to partner with you so that you can move this sector forward. That's all from my side. Message of positivity in the sector will do us all good. This program was brought to you by NetBank Commercial Banking, the growth partner that thinks bigger about your agribusiness needs. Thank you so much for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track. That is, of course, Maluta Nechaula, agricultural economist and banker at NetBank. Now, for more on this topic, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za. And that brings us to the end of this edition. From me, Don Numdu, our technical producer, Megan van der Fendt, and the rest of the Food Foam Zanzi team, have a great week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans, though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Foam Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.